And when he started going off, you know, who knows what was going on. I, I knew was, this was a historic game and this was his last game and I was having fun doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Beat Talks podcast. Appreciate everybody that's tuned in so far. I've really enjoyed talking to all these DJs from around the NBA, but today we have a special treat. Somebody that I get to work with at every single Lakers home game, Joel Jacobson, a.k.a. Jay Fingers. He's the one that is responsible for all the in-game beats and all the organ sounds during play at Lakers games. You don't get to see him. He's up at the top of the building. I get all the credit for everything that he does. But Joel is really instrumental to all the music that goes on at Lakers games. And I really enjoyed sitting down with him, talking to him about how he got into it, Kobe's last game, working with me, everything that has gone into what Joel does behind the scenes. It's a little different than what the rest of us DJs get to do. So I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you learned something. So without further ado, here we go. Well, I'm joined today by my... Partner in crime, would you say? Yes, definitely. Joel, partners. aka J Fingers. Yes. Have you uh, come up with your design yet for I J do. Fingers? Yes, I haven't showed you yet. No, I can't wait to buy the merch. Yes. Well, I, I need your help with that. Okay. Since you have all the merch connections. 20%. Yes. Pay for me then. Obviously, a percentage will go your way. <laughs> For distribution. <laughs> yes, exactly. For just giving you a phone number for somebody. Yeah. I now deserve 20% of every sale. Well, if you're going to get 20%, you have to make the phone call. I can make the phone call. Okay, there it is. Or at least a text, maybe. All right, even a text. The contact <laughs> info would be. So what would you say your title is at the Lakers? Uh, music coordinator, which would probably make me your boss. I'm not really. Silence. <laughs> not <laughs> I'm really, just I don't really like your tone right now. <laughs> no, we It does not. sound way more professional it, than DJ. Yes. I'm, not a DJ I'm not a DJ. I'm no, but I mean, like for me, like if you're the music coordinator, like yes, I'm yes. definitely the DJ's boss. Yes. Well, no, I, I don't take it. I don't tell you what to do at all. I just let you have free reign because that's how I roll. Well, at this point, too, we have worked together for four seasons. That four great seasons. Four great seasons. This was still stings a little bit that we're not currently in this current season, but it's it's been it was been a lot of fun. Yes. Um, but working together for four seasons in the first three. We sat next to each other. Mm, yes, um, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, so that I think that helped the camaraderie. And now, you know, you know when I'm about to play something, I know when you're going to play something. So I don't think you need to be on the headset. Yeah, it could be just a. I remember just doing a head nod or just look at you a certain way. Yep, a certain eye, an eyeball, <laughs> a certain eyeball. Yeah. Hey, bro, it's your turn. Yeah, you help do. Me out here. You do cue the band. So I do cue the band. I you're, think one you're these, definitely their boss. Well, yes. I, I am their boss. <laughs> one of these days, I think I'll let you cue them just to feel the power. I think I've said go ban once or twice because you... Because I, I ate the Brussels sprouts. I think that's there was a, But there was something wrong with your headset, your uh, in-game headset for some reason, like to talk to them. There was a issue with it or I don't remember. I do have I do remember cueing them a couple of times. Okay. It's very difficult. It's go banned. It's very difficult. <laughs> go banned. So let's tell the people, explain a little bit. So Lakers games, audio comes from me as a DJ. Audio comes from you as the music coordinator. Music comes from the band. That is up in section 310 or something Somewhere like that. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, they're at the top of the building. Underneath the banners. Yep, underneath the banners. Uh, not, a, not a bad place. They were the, the USC band, right? Dr. Buss yeah, they've been responsible there for, for bringing yeah, them in. Yeah, they've been there for over 30 years, I believe. Good for them. 
Maybe not everybody in that in that not everybody in the in group, the band, yeah. but the band together as itself as Lakers band has been there for over thirty years. And there's how many? There's a lot. Of, I've never been over to their section, but there's a lot of them over. Yeah, there. there's a lot of horn players. There's a, a drummer, a bass player, and then um, some, a lot of most of these brass players. You know, trombones, trumpets. Now I feel a little bit like an a hole because I've never gone over there to introduce myself. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's, that's just that's saying. I'm not, I'm not I mean, saying you're not an a hole, but I'm not saying you are an a hole. I mean, so. I do it every year. Go say what's up. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you're their boss. I'm not their boss. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Got to keep track of them. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so Lakers games, I am responsible for the music when doors open, warm ups, timeouts, and you do everything. During in-game, there's a few other things at the beginning of the game when we're doing tip-off and things of yeah, that nature. Yeah, sounds um, or songs here or yeah. there just to help out. But most of your heavy lifting is during gameplay. Yes. So pretty much I sit around all day and watch you work until <laughs> tip-off starts. Take pictures of me on the yeah. video board. Yes, help you out with uh, your, My your social media. publicity, Thank all you. that stuff. Appreciate yes. that. And as soon as game starts, you know, tip-off, then I kick it into gear and we, we try to get the fans involved and get the players going and hopefully go on some great wins. Is your favorite part at the end of games where we're holding the team under 111 points, and if we win and we hold them under 111, everybody wins free tacos, yes. and you play Let's Go Lakers, but the and crowd they, they, uh, chant, we want tacos. Yeah, we want tacos. <laughs> I laugh every time. Especially on Tuesdays. If we oh, have yeah. a game on Tuesdays, then it really gets going because it's Taco Tuesday. Thank you, LeBron, for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LeBron got it. We want tacos. But they've been saying that before he got there. We want Correct. tacos. But it, there is a little bit more of an oomph on Tuesdays. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely when we're holding them there. We want tacos. It is one of my favorite things. I like when the, uh, now that I'm in the crowd, sometimes they will chant it on their own before you. Oh, I'll hear them. I'll all. hear oh, them. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it's go time. I can hear them. You know, let's go. <laughs> like, oh, they want tacos. Yeah, they Everybody want tacos. Gets tacos. Let's do it. Who doesn't want tacos, especially on Tuesdays? Yes, I love tacos. <laughs> so, how did you get into this position with the Lakers. Like I know you as I would classify you as a musician. I know you know you know how to DJ. You do not call yourself a DJ, but I know you know how to DJ. But that is not what you would refer to yourself as. Do you as. want the long story? Yes. The super long story yeah. of like how it all started? Yeah, from uh, the beginning. From the beginning. When you came out the womb playing tickling the ivories. Yeah, well that was at seven years old I started tickling the ivories. I had a piano in my garage and my mom asked if I wanted to play. She said I said yes. She got me lessons. And then as time went on, about 14, I uh, started playing guitar and then drums and, you know, different instruments, you know, piqued my interest. Um, always was interested in being, uh, doing sound and working with music and stuff like that. So uh, uh, even in high school, I had a, a music production class, early stages of MIDI stuff, you know, making music on the computer long time ago but still it was on the computer using not that long ago because when i was in school that wasn't an option of like music production okay, classes I, yeah. at school yeah it's the very beginning stage of, yeah. of that well, stuff. that's fine so yeah that piqued my interest even more about making music and doing and doing sound so uh went to college and got a, went to like specialize in recording arts and so got a certificate, I guess, and you could say that in recording arts and then she, after um college shifted my gears from studio stuff to more live sound and had some friends that worked in the live sound industry uh worked with them for a little bit and got the chance to go on um tours with uh sound companies and bands and stuff like that and that's uh, that's how we i guess where networking really starts right there is you know meeting people on the road and doing the same kind of thing because i assume that industry as big as it is 
it's still a small like if you don't know somebody you know somebody that knows that person yeah you could you could make a you can make a link somewhere between yeah. you know knowing people so i actually made a link that somebody that worked at uh home depot center he was on tour with me which is uh now StubHub, which, which is, is now, now Stub, something else. Right? Dignity Did it change health. after that? I think it's Dignity Health sure. now, and sure. then now it's going to change again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so it's we're expensive on... to keep changing that signage, don't you think? Or is it? Maybe they get tons of money for each. Nah, who knows? You know? yeah. Who knows? We're going to go into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he worked on tour. We're doing, I think, we're doing Warp Tour. So we travel the country on Warp Tour. It's doing rock and roll stuff. And he's like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Would you like to take my job over there? I said, sure. So he put me in touch with the... Uh, with the guy in charge over there, and shortly thereafter, got a job starting doing live sound for sports. Obviously, not running the board, just doing A2 stuff, you know, running mics out there, learning the, the way how it goes. But I've, I've been working on, uh, you know, sound boards for a long time by, yeah. at this point. So obviously, I was comfortable behind one of them. And so, um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and there was an opening up in Ontario at the then Citizens Business Bank Arena to be their head audio guy. And uh, got my way into there since I knew a lot of people over there. And so they, they knew me and they said, hey, Joe, we need to have an opening. Come on right over. So I started doing rain games that season, the uh, Ontario Rain, which is the uh, now it's the Kings farm team for the AHL. Oh, were they not the farm no, team? No, it's at a first? different, it's the ECHL. Oh, interesting. So they're a league below that, but still with the Kings. Got it. Since they're so close. But now they've upgraded. And now they've gotten upgraded, <laughs> yeah. And so I started doing that season, uh, working with DJ Severe. Yep. Shout out to shout him. Shout out. He does Dodgers now. So he did minor league hockey games with me back in the days. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, he was a DJ and I was a sound guy. I had fun doing that with him. And then we had a Dieter Rule come over and mm-hmm. do some games for when the Kings would play there. And that's how I met Dieter Rule, which is the organist. Dieter was the organist for the LA Kings. And the Lakers. And the Lakers. And now the Dodgers. And now the Dodgers, yes. So it's pretty small... Small world it as really it, as it revolves around here. So uh, Dieter actually took me, and uh, he found out that I played the piano, which I can you know an organ. And he's like, "Hey, I need some somebody to uh, cover for me for when I'm gone." You know, when he does his All Star Games or Olympics, all that stuff that he does. So I gladly said, "Yes, I will learn to do that stuff because that's really awesome." You know, and so I started covering for uh, Dieter with Kings Games. I think back as early as um, 2011. Uh, covering for him, you know, playing the organ and playing the music. And that's when I really learned how to to do uh, live sports music. And mm-hmm. obviously sitting next to uh, DJ Severe, learning how, you know, all this different stuff, how to play music for fans and how to get them pumped up and stuff like that. Now, when you were doing the sound stuff for Rain, before you were doing backup stuff for Dieter, were you even thinking then, oh, I might want to do this as well? So... Were you consciously thinking about what kind of music is being played during this part of the game or that stuff, or you just think it kind of creeped into your system because you were there all the time? I think it just creeped in. I wasn't I wasn't consciously like, oh, I got to take notes yeah. until like somebody said, hey, I'm not going to be here. Can you cover for me? And then I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, I watched him do it so much. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I could just I'll just cover cover for you when you're gone, you know. And you know, just covering here and there. You know, you learn your your musical taste and your own style. And what the crowd likes and what they don't like, or what you can force them to like. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. But you will like this yes, song. Yes, you will like the song <laughs> just because I'm playing it. <laughs> I like this song, so you will now like this song. <laughs> There's a lot of songs. I like, oh, we always play Empire of the Sun for me. That's like, yep. play that song. That's my Sometimes jam. you got to do things for yourself. Yeah, you got to. You got to keep it fresh, That's right? That's right. So, yeah, I would just cover for them. 
Uh, and then I started covering uh, Laker games for Dieter, uh, I think in 2013. I think he was doing NBA All-Star games. And so uh, he's like, yeah, you ready to do Lakers? I was like, yeah. I mean, I've been yeah, Lakers. Am I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I love the Lakers. I've been a fan for a long time, you know, since Magic Days, since a little kid. So, of course. So I'd be super nervous covering for him. And I, get to, I think we were playing against Clippers, first game I ever did on Valentine's Day. I think it was. I had to check my schedule. Well, that's usually sure. around the time of yeah. the All-Star break. It's like so. the last game of the, you know of, of before the break. Yeah. Usually over here. So uh, that was that was a good year. You know, Dwight Howard's on that year. Did so. you shadow him for a few games where he would work and you would just kind of be there yeah. watching before you went in yeah, solo? Yeah, for sure. I had to see how – because I was already familiar with hockey. I know how hockey yep. – you know the flow of that goes so basketball i wanted to see from the production standpoint yep. you know obviously i never really paid attention to all that stuff when you're watching on tv and i've never been to a lakers game before so well and also i think when you're at an arena as a fan you just you don't think about how the music stuff happens you're just like oh it just happens yeah yeah a lot of people don't realize that oh somebody's cueing you to go it's like yeah we don't just randomly throw music out there that you don't know you're supposed to play, right? Or like, I have to wait till the anthem's over to do this. Yeah. So like those kind of things, like it doesn't just magically happen. Well, some people think there's a CD up there playing, right? That, <laughs> uh, yeah, some people just thought that yeah. they're, somehow uh, the Lakers hit play on a CD and the music happened at the perfect the right time. They changed the CD finally. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke, people, inside yep, joke. Yep, we got it, yep. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're not editing that out, no. just in case you're wondering. Okay. <laughs> Espionage. <laughs> nope, I'm in control. That's okay. Um, where was I? So, yeah. Okay. Um, Valentine's Day, yeah. Shadow, before, obviously, before doing a game, I was shadowing to yep. see how things were done. You know, and at first, I would just kind of stick to his style and doing things. Yep. And over the years, you know, you get your own style and add in your own, your own flavors and tastes that you like. So, uh, yeah. So, technically... This is our fourth season together and fourth full time for me, but I've been working with the Lakers since 2013. Yeah, and you did. We became full time with the Lakers. I can't even remember what year it was, but it was the year after Kobe retired. Yeah, yeah. First. But you worked Kobe's last game. I did. That was a, a great experience. Uh, Dieter, that was actually the game before was Dieter's last game. We won't go into that, but uh, he decided to do uh, Dodgers, and uh, I, I kind of. I guess I kind of, you know, urged him to let me do Kobe's last game. Okay, I am, I am more, already at the arena, yeah. but I'm more than happy to do cover the last game if yeah. you want me to. <laughs> and by that time, I was already covering Dodger games as well. So yeah. uh, I'm more of Dieter's backup, and he kind of backs me up when I need help as well. So he, if he had a Dodgers game, you know, in a Kings game, he he's obligated to pick, uh, I guess, the more important. So if Kings are in playoffs yeah, and Dodgers course. are in preseason or yeah, regular season. He'd be like, hey, Joel, can you cover Dodgers? Or if Kings are in preseason and regular season and Dodgers are in playoffs, obviously I'd yeah. cover the lesser of the the more important games. So I think uh, he just got the Dodgers job that year, and he, he wanted to make an impression, Yeah, you know, like, hey, I'm here. Because like, I'm sure that that's early in their season, yeah, too. Like, yeah, like, hey, I'm here for you guys kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I was like, I will gladly take Kobe's last game. And at that time, well, we didn't have a DJ, so... Uh, yeah, you, that position do, did everything. I was do everything. I game. was the first DJ the Lakers have ever had, as yes, far as like, yes. somebody in that position yes. of their job is just to be the DJ. Yes, and I, I gladly appreciate that. It's on my I resume would, now. I would not like to be doing that every game <laughs> it's a by lot. myself. It's a lot to do. I don't think I would have took the job actually. 
Who knows? Yeah, we'll never know. I said, is Jeremy coming? Yes, okay, I'll take the job. <laughs> Jeremy coming? Because I can't. I feel like we had met prior to that somehow, like we knew each I other. I actually covered for you when you were in the Clippers. And you, uh, you covered a game for me? I covered a Clippers playoff game for you. I think you're I doing something. Game, yeah, that's... you missed a playoff game. I think it was AVP you had to do something for. And you, we talked on the phone because I think you called Dieter asking if somebody could, if oh, he knew somebody. It. Yeah, yeah. And but we hadn't met in person yet. No. But we first, knew each other. I was trying to yeah. think of that. I was thinking about that today. I couldn't remember if we had met in person First yet. time we met in person was our first preseason game. The first game. Lakers preseason game? <laughs> in Anaheim, I believe. Yeah, at the Honda Center? Yeah. I, that sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously doing it by yourself is, is tons of work, you know, but... What was the vibe like for you at Kobe's last game compared to other Lakers games you had covered? Um, while my very, obviously first Laker games, I was super nervous, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm on TV, yeah. <laughs> I got all these people listening to me, you know, got bosses listening to me, yeah. like, don't mess up on the organ, do Every, not, everybody's yeah. listening to everybody's me, everybody's listening yeah. to me, when in reality, <laughs> nobody's listening to me, <laughs> they're listening to you if you mess up, if yeah. you do fine, nobody cares, yeah. if you so mess I'll, up, then it's over, as a, as a, a musician, you want to play, you know, play perfect, which doesn't always happen, but the, the thing is, is uh, the more comfortable you are, the better you play. The more nervous you are, the more mess-ups you have. You're, you're tense. Yeah. So, obviously, I was nervous. But at Kobe's last game, I felt real good. I got there super early, and it was just a media madhouse, more than I've ever seen there, ever, Crazy. to be honest with you. And then, uh, yeah, but it was I was... The crowd was lit, and I was lit too. Yes. You know, I was like, yes, this yeah, is... Let's, we're doing this. Let's this go. This is history yeah. right now. Well, and, then that game was amazing. It was. It was yeah. great. And then now that we watch it, obviously since he's passed away, um, now that they play his games back on ESPN or on on you know his last game, I, I sit back there and I'm like, oh, there I am, there I am, I'm that's playing me. the organ right I there. like watching uh, highlights now of Lakers home games and uh, or even on like Instagram, social media and stuff. It'll be like LeBron dunk or an alley oop to AD or something, and then I hear your sound effects in the background. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at Joel getting some yeah. pub again on social media. Well, I think we have a, a running joke is when we when we make the highlights on the in game feed. I think we keep count. Or we don't keep count, but I'm like, oh, there's me. Oh, you're winning for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll tell you when you're on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was your, like, one, like, we have or some... you yell at me when uh, I'm DJing pregame and all of a sudden James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook are dancing to my music. Yes. And I don't mean to be pumping them up, but I can't help that they like the same music. And they actually beat us that game. They so... did beat us that game. I, it's not my fault. I mean, I'm going to put it to you, but... <laughs> How do I, I saw them dancing, and I'm like, you just made them pumped up. How can I pump up our team and not the other team during warm-ups? Oh, uh, you have to ask them. I'm not. I'm They're not. Then the other team's not allowed to warm up. I mean, we I'm could play music. We for could our actually. Team. I think we should just turn the speakers off on their side. I mean, that's not my call. We actually could just turn around and ask yeah. our uh, amazing sound guy Dustin yeah, to. So we could uh, ask hey, him. Uh, I hear those speakers aren't quote unquote working. Working right today. Yeah. <laughs> Slip them <about> twenty. Just <laughs> dur- just just during warm-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they magically start working again. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Game funny sucks. how that works. That actually would be really funny. It would be. Yeah. I mean, then that'd solve our problems of not pumping the other players up. Well, indoor volleyball, they warm up separately. Oh, there you go. So if, so, you, have, if you have a quote-unquote home team and indoor, you could pump them up. And then I've been to college matches where the opposing team is there. And the whoever's doing the music, whether it's a DJ or in-house, whatever, like will start playing like classical music or something like that while the other team's warming up it's hilarious i mean that obvious huh <laughs> i mean if i was the coach yeah i'd have to have definitely have to uh, slip you some money to pump up the players you yeah know? like okay well the dj it's our turn to warm up so it's so funny let's do it you do a great job of warming the players up it's fine that you know Even i appreciate that too good 
before they beat us. But well, again, like, that's just my I, opinion, of course. Maybe I was trying to get Russell Westbrook to come to the Lakers and be like, "Hey, you too could have this every single home game if you wanted." Ah, yes, or get free shoes. One of the two. You want free shoes so badly? <laughs> I'll get LeBron on the podcast and I'll okay, let yeah, go. get get LeBron on there and and uh, since you and I but, wear the same size yes. shoe, I wonder how many shoes you'll get if LeBron gives them to me first. Well, I'll get the hand-me-downs of you, of course. So after it's slightly used. <laughs> once where I can only wear them once and then I'll hand them Okay, down. I'll take them then. Let's put some foot powder in there before you give them to me. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll I, I do want to talk about the Kobe stuff from this year as well. But his last game, did you – I know you're aware that it was his last game, but did you treat it any differently or like – mentally or like this is just a normal game i know it's kobe's last game i'm just gonna do what i normally do or were there other things that you had to prep for that game or like i'm gonna try to do a little bit more for whatever i did do a little bit more research before the game i got definitely got excited um so i asked a lot of my music friends like hey you know i'm not too well versed in hip-hop i know you know i'm not the dj type so i'm like hey what are the good songs right now that can just change up the flavor you know right now and give them something that Hopefully they haven't heard, you know, like yep. in this arena before. So I did a little bit, I played some more hip hop stuff than I would have before. Yeah. Obviously now I'm not in charge of that. So I hear a lot of songs from you that I can be like, oh, I can play this song. But before that, you know, I'm more of a rock and roll guy. So yeah. an alternative rock. So I ask around like, all right, what are the hip hop songs right now? And so I add those to my to my uh, playlist and hopefully give him a good warm up set. Well, you did something because he scored a ton of points. He did. And put on a performance. I think I did play a little bit more organ than I did that I do normally, just because I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, I blacked out. You know, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that, I think they call that in the zone. Yeah, it's in the you zone. were in the zone. And when he started going off, you know, who knows what was going on? I, I knew was, this was a historic game, and this mm-hmm. was his last game, and I was having fun doing it. And uh, to be honest with you, I can recall certain you know moments, but I didn't look at the score for a while until like late fourth quarter to see how many points he had. Mm-hmm. I know the crowd was getting crazy, but to, to look at the score, I barely ever look at the score yeah. as far as how many people score points. I mean, I'll look at the scoreboard to see if we're winning or losing, but to actually look and see how many points somebody has, it's not too often. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, when you can tell it's going to be crazy when when he hits 50. It's like, oh, he hit 50. He said he's going to hit 50. Well, I think Shaq challenged him yeah. to get 50. And Kobe's like, I see you're 50, and I'm yeah, going to raise you. Raise you. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> 60. It's awesome. It's a, a, an amazing story. Um, and how much I, I wasn't there during his run. I'd obviously seen him play. I had worked for teams that played, you know, where he was the away team and stuff. Um, and just how much he meant to the team and the league, for that matter. Um, you could still feel that today oh, yeah. in, in the arena. Um, obviously even more so this past season. Um, yeah, definitely working that uh, his memorial game was uh, quite emotional. Yeah, let's uh, – I mean, we're here now. We might as well talk about it. Um, how did you approach that game? Uh, it was originally our first game back after his death was originally scheduled to be a Tuesday. Tuesday, and I was – He passed on yes. Sunday. We were supposed to have a game on Tuesday – that game got canceled, so our next home game wasn't until the following Friday. So I was working, actually, uh, an AHL All-Star game that day. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to work, and uh, somebody texted me, and then I was, that he passed away. And I was like, no way, you yeah, know, of course not. Yeah. Denial, denial. Yeah. So you check your sources, and obviously then it hits you that it's, this is true. And so I had to do an All-Star game, which was, 
you know, I was pumped up to do an All-Star game. That's my, you know, I was ready. I was been waiting for this All-Star game for all year to do. Um, and it kind of, you know, brought me brought me down. I was kind of like, you know, just get me out of here. But I did my, I was professional, you yeah, know, do just job. do your job. And then, uh, and then after the All-Star game, pretty much both those days is, is the weekend. Um, I think it's Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, all right, now I got to prepare myself, you know, emotionally and mentally to do this game, which I knew was going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So taking that extra time off to uh, to let it to be till Friday instead of Tuesday definitely helped out, I think, you know, process Agreed. and everything. Uh, Tuesday would have been so hard to do, not knowing – you know, the production standpoint of it, of what are they going to do to honor him? Yeah, I think it would have been um, to really celebrate him the way that we did on that Friday game, to do all that on Tuesday. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have come across that way. Because I, th- um, I think those, that's a very, those are hard games to do when there is a tragedy or something along those lines, but there are still sports. So there's, you have to honor what happened. You have to acknowledge it. Of course. And then there's also, and there's still a game. Yeah. Um, You have to be be honorable to the game too. And I, I I describe that game as that was a memorial with a basketball game. That's when people ask me about it. That's how I describe that game. You know, because uh, I can't remember how how much time we had before tip off. You know, between everything after warm ups and everything I think it was started. Like Forty forty five minutes when like the the actual pregame show started. So after I, me DJing warm ups and stuff like that, there was almost it was like a forty minute. Yeah, which is unheard of. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you know warm ups are eighteen minutes, yep. something like that. But it was it was great to even work that game, even though under the circumstances, it's great to be a part of that, mm-hmm. to be there for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I worked that game um, is why I didn't go to the actual memorial. That was a couple weeks later. Because yeah. I, I felt like I had I had gone through the – me personally, I had gone through the emotions. Yeah, we had the opportunity, that, yeah. Yeah, during that game. And uh, I didn't necessarily – I didn't want to necessarily go through that again. Yeah, I didn't want to open the wounds that were yeah. been closed. So yeah, I, yeah. I felt closure, you know, for myself to – that game was yep. more than enough for me. I didn't feel uh, obligated to go. I mean, I want, I you know, I wanted to go, but um, I was split. You know, I yep. kind of want to go. No, no, we talked about it before. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. So I ended up not going, which is, you know, I watched on TV like in the with my family, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought would be better. Wanted to take a quick time out to tell you about the exclusive Beat Talks podcast bonus material on the DJ Ruche Mixcloud page. All Beat Talks podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Mixcloud. But for $5 a month, you can become a DJ Ruche Mixcloud Select member where you'll have access to the Beat Talks bonus conversations and to my recorded DJ mixes from my Why Not Wednesday live streams. The Mixcloud Select membership also includes offline listening, premium playback and some proceeds go to supporting the beat talks podcast so check it out mixcloud.com slash dj ruche it's dj r-o-u-e-c-h-e and now let's get back to my conversation with jay fingers what is the difference doing music for hockey compared to basketball you talking about in game or are you talking more? Yeah, in, uh, I mean, I know the overall music vibe is the game's different. There's different play, but how do you approach? Do you approach them the same? Like, is your mindset the same, or do you approach it differently because it's a completely different sport? Uh, it's pretty much mindset's pretty much the same. You know, 
uh, they're definitely different sports and different, um, you know, demographics as far as people watching them in arena. So, uh, you know, hockey's, I like hockey because uh, you play in-game when they blow the whistle. So you kind of watch them play and they mm-hmm. like blow the whistle. And then you get to your chance to, you know, play Oregon or play a song here. So you got to make those cuts accordingly because mm-hmm. they could only be 15 to 20 seconds long. Basketball, obviously, you play, uh, you play during the gameplay. And I usually like to stay out when they blow the whistle so people can hear, you know, um, you know, players talking to each other or mm-hmm. coach yelling at somebody or the refs <laughs> screwing up calls. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get fined for that. Yeah, let the, let the crowd yell at the refs yeah, for a second. for like, sure. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be, wait a second. Yeah, I'll yeah. be the one yelling at the ref too. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, from that aspect, it's just different how you approach your cuts, like as far as like in-game stuff. You know, uh, hockey warm-ups, uh, they like as much stuff as basketball players do, mm-hmm. but probably more EDM stuff and some rock stuff you can definitely throw in there, you know? Yeah, so do you think I'm asking a question I already know the answer to, but do you think if you're a hockey DJ or a hockey music director and somebody's like, Hey, can you cover basketball? Could you do that without any prep work? Without any prep work as far as the production side? No. Got it. Because the games are totally different and you probably be lost of like how the flow of a game goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously I don't think a basketball player could do hockey without seeing it either. Agreed. Um, uh, here's a good thing though is I did a couple games ago covering for uh, somebody at Kings DJ Vic One shout out to him shout out uh, they had Snoop Dogg come and do the players warm ups and so that was pretty cool to see somebody uh, DJ he was DJ. DJing the warm ups yeah That's so right. he yeah. was DJ Snoop Adelic or something like that Snoop. whatever his, his yeah whatever his, his name is yeah so he came and did the warm ups which is I think for me to see something like that was cool because I've never seen you know like hip hop DJs do hockey stuff mm-hmm. you know so it was good to see his his take on how did the on. crowd respond? Oh, they loved it. Yeah, yeah. it's L.A. He's an L.A. guy yeah. too. Like I, he can almost do no wrong. Yeah, he was playing some good hits. So I was like, ah, I heard that for real. Yeah. Let me get that song. <laughs> how dare he be a world famous rapper and a good DJ? Yeah, and yeah. plus he gave me a you know a fifteen minute break. Ah, sit back. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can. Re- I mean, did he just do warm ups? Yeah, he just did warm ups. Just walked on, took all the glory. Of course. <laughs> Doesn't realize all the hard work yeah. you're putting in behind the scenes. <laughs> Which I'll gladly take a break of course. for him to do that. Or anybody. You could I love taking breaks for when yeah, you do it. I hear stuff. you. Yes. I love being able to watch the game and you have to do all the sound effects during the game or all the prompts. I love doing that though. It's a, it's a it's a joy to do. I can't believe I'm in this position to do it. Yeah, every once in a while I do think about my life and I'm like, you are now the DJ for the Lakers. And everybody's gunning for your job. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, as they should. Why? Like, why? And, why would you not? Like, if you, if being a sports DJ is something you want to do, why wouldn't you put the Lakers on your list? Oh, of course. Yeah. And people ask me, how did you get the job? Who do you talk to? It fell in my lap. That's how. Uh, every job happens that way. Like, well, I'm not gonna say it fell in my lap. If it was right in front of me and I took it, like. It's presented to me. It didn't fall in my it fell in my lap because of the work ethic that I had before. You put in a bunch of work into it. You met the right people at the right times. We're in a small-ish industry. If you lived in Iowa, you never would have had the opportunity to do it. Oh, so you just not. happen to live in the right area, which is fine. Um, well, actually, I don't live in the area. Well, you know what I mean. Like, if you didn't live close enough in the area to work where you work. I drive pretty far to get to L.A. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that you live in Nebraska and drive well, to I thought it was Arizona last time we talked. <laughs> I've, I've moved you now further. <laughs> you, you used to live in Arizona and drive to every game, and now you live in Nebraska. For so everybody listening, I drive 75 <laughs> miles to Staples Center. 
to and from. To and from. So it's a one-way, you know, affair right there. It's called commitment. It is. <laughs> it's very committed. Like when you text me that you left your house and I'm still at my house. and Or when you text me that you got home and I'm still halfway home. Or, yeah. Traffic. Or halfway to, to home. Like, yeah. That's what I'm it. asleep right now. I'm still driving. <laughs> yeah, see you tomorrow. Like, Great. I'm still on the road. No big deal. <laughs> but no, but after uh, Dieter left, obviously um, they said, hey, you're the you're the backup. You, you know, the easiest transition would be to give it to you. And of course, I would gladly. No take brainer. That. Yeah, yeah, because Dieter is still the Kings, he's still DJ the Kings and Dodgers. Well, he's a, he's a Kings organist and, organist, and music sorry. coordinator. Sorry, so they have DJ yep. Vic One that does right. Kings. Yep. And then they have DJ Severe that does uh, DJ for Dodgers, and he's the in-game uh, organist and uh, prompt guy for Dodgers. Because Dieter was with the Lakers for how long? Do you know? Oh man, he was there for a while. Um, he was there for a, f- a good amount I of the championships. Say, I want to say sixteen years. Okay. Yeah. I think it is 16 years. Yeah. He has championship rings that we want? Uh, I'm not so sure about the rings. Um, let's just say. I he know has. he has kings. Let's just rings. say he has rings. He has kings. Because I, I want rings. Yeah. So let's just say he has, he has championships. Has I know he has rings for with the kings. For sure. I've tried those ones on. On the last podcast that aired right before this one, I talked to Four Corners from the Toronto Raptors. Oh, and yes. on video, he was wearing his championship ring, which I was upset and fully respect at the same time. Oh yeah, because I would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> I told I uh, I actually hit him up on social media when the season started, and then said I'm gunning for that ring, buddy. Yes. And he said, Well, he is too. So yeah, and they the they're doing a great. This job. was a he brought it up when we spoke too. Like this NBA season wasn't the season of okay, it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State again in the finals. Which yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that, but this was a season where. There was legitimately three or four teams in each conference that could win it all. Absolutely. That added to an excitement. And us being one of those four teams added to our excitement for this oh, season yeah. as well. And he and uh, Raptors are doing really good too, 100%. so we can't count them out. And I keep talking like the season's over. No one has officially said it's over. I sure hope it's not over. Uh, I, I don't either. Of course not. I I would be upset, very upset. I would Even if this thing lasted for who knows how much longer, let's say a year. Even if this thing lasted a year. Let's not go there. But I'm just saying, let's I just hope, keep let's run this. Let's season's... just keep the season going, no matter what. Look, as a fan, not even as a person that gets paid to work their games, as a fan, I wanted to see this NBA playoffs. Yeah, yeah. everybody, everybody did. Oh, you got the year of the duos, and we never got to see it uh, play out. Well, not yet. Let's just hopefully, oh, it's, yeah. Out. Hopefully, even by the time this airs, we we maybe yeah. we know that we're back. Maybe we're maybe you and I are going to see each other tomorrow. The day after this airs, that because would be we're back. Great. That would be awesome. That would be great. Oh, man, I miss basketball. Have you been watching the Michael Jordan documentary? Oh, I have, yes. That makes me miss... It's. I, I grew up on Michael Jordan, so it's he's the guy that, like... I would have watched all 10 episodes in one sitting if, if they did that. Yeah. Um, but it makes me... I was already missing sports. And then now that this is playoff time, it's making me miss, miss sports that much more because it was so fun. And I, I that's that was my influential period growing up watching sports was during that michael jordan's era yeah. um it's a great documentary it really is they're doing a really good job yeah i, um, I enjoy watching it i love uh the real reactions to some of the players of when they show them an interview that somebody else did yeah obviously michael but horace grant like it's just uh, it's, you're hearing the real people it's, you you can just sense the competitiveness oh yeah still to this day like that's never going when lebron retires 
he's still going to be as competitive as he is right now 30 years after he retires. Hopefully. And it's awesome. I think it's like it's either made in you or you're born with it either way. Uh, with that competitive nature where you always want to beat the other team down no matter who's on the other team. Well, and it's you like Michael Jordan had siblings and you know, it's always a younger sibling that is usually the more athletic advanced one because you're trying to catch up to yeah. your other ones. But LeBron doesn't have an older brother that he had to endure beatings from oh, yeah. to on the basketball court to I get mean, better. That's what I did to my little brother. I just, of course. <laughs> I mean, he was, he's a lot younger than me. I would just swat him out. Like, come on, shoot that ball. <laughs> He wouldn't have a chance. Oh, man. I miss sports. Just demoralize them. <laughs> have you... I can't do this because it doesn't... Sports to me, if I know the outcome, I can't watch the game again. But have you been able to watch any of the re-airs of like Lakers championships and stuff they've been showing on Spectrum? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I haven't been watching any sports. Got it. Uh, I've kind of... It makes me sad. Yeah. So I, I, I turn my attention to... Uh, Fix up the house <laughs> yeah. and play with my kids. When you called me yesterday, you yeah. were painting the stairs. I was painting the stairway. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of projects my wife's been giving me since I have plenty of time to do them now. So like, all right. So my time every day is spent with my kids, going through school with my oldest mm-hmm. and then playing with them after they get done with school. And then every once in a while, like during the week, we'll, we'll do some housework and upgrade. or. So then what's that like for you? Because being in sports... Um, our schedules never the same every single week, but you are a family man married with kids. I am married, but no kids. Um, I travel a lot. Yep. You travel 75 miles each way to the arena. So that's you traveling a lot as well. Uh, what's that like for you having a family with this job? Uh, it's great. I love my family. That's why I do it for them. Um, so obviously I've been blessed with this job to provide for them with that, like mm-hmm. doing that. So I get to spend, you know, the mornings with them since the games are at nighttime so my wife will, will work uh, her job in the morning, and I'll stay home with them in the morning. And then she'll come home, we'll hang out for a little bit, and then I'll leave for my job around 2.30, 2 o'clock, somewhere around there, depending on how far we got to go. And then, obviously, I don't get to tuck them in a bed, but we get to FaceTime, you know, when you're doing your set. Yep, I'll, I see I'll, you FaceTime the, the face, family. FaceTime the family and tell them, tell them good night, you know, I'll, and I'll see you when I get home. So I, I, it's good for the the aspect of sports are scheduled the schedule comes out at a certain date for for those that you don't know i i work for the lakers and for the rain and then even for a g league affiliate um yes <laughs> and some other teams as well on the side so their schedules come out and i will make my master schedule of uh what days need to be covered at the arena and for when i'm doing you know hockey i'll, I'll always choose lakers as a priority you know they're top tier on my list so because they're, they're the Lakers, yeah, because the yeah. Lakers. So they every, get everybody understands that every home game. Uh, I'm there. I haven't missed a home game since Kobe's last game. So even on preseason, even for in Vegas or uh, where else, uh, you know, Honda Center in Anaheim, San Diego, been down San Diego, there. We didn't Vegas. get to go to China, which is I'm we didn't kinda, get to go to China. Yeah. Kind of glad we didn't get to go to China. So I can't take that back. That wasn't necessarily a home game, but yeah, that was yeah. That was we'll a just say that's an away yeah, game. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, we didn't miss that game. No. Yeah. Exactly. I got to go to Hawaii on Kobe's yep. last season, doing some preseason games there. That was a uh, that was a blast. Get to do two preseason two games. preseason games there, right? Yeah, nice. So I had some days off. You know, you get there, have a day off, do a game, have a day off, do a game. Nice. So that was fun. What have you learned when you became the a full time music coordinator for sport sporting events that you didn't know prior to having that job? 
anything Rephrase surprising. That? Yeah. Anything surprising you like because you work sound at yeah. the arena. Yeah. And you I heard tr- how all the other DJs or music coordinators did their stuff. I think that was helped there me that out. Surpri- yeah, helped I you mean, out for sure. But I, is there anything that like, oh, I didn't even realize that this went into it behind the scenes? Well, since I've always like been doing the sound for it, I knew how all the you know the the pregame meetings go mm-hmm. and being in production, you know. As far as the sound guy, you can control the mic levels for everybody and then all the video uh, sound that comes from the videos. So I don't think anything changed from me being the sound guy to the to the music as far as, as that point. You definitely got to put more work into making your music, you know, cutting your music up, make sure you have the right cue points for certain situations mm-hmm. and playing the right songs for, you know, walk-ins. And you got to have your big moment songs that you got to save. You don't want to use those ones too early. Use those up too early. Because then you just shot yourself in the foot. So <laughs> you got to save those. And if you don't get to them, then maybe hopefully next game you get to them. But you got to save some songs for the big moments, you know, whether it be dunks or... or or crazy fight in hockey or something like that, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, you just you were just brilliant right out the gate. No, I guess <laughs> I'm not brilliant right out the gate. A lot of trial and error on my part. But yeah, I don't. I, I think I got to cut down my trial and error be, be, uh, between seeing guys like you and uh, you know Severe and working with just doing sound. I, I get to hear all the music that everybody else is playing. You know, whether it be doing soccer games or doing uh, hockey games or basketball. I get to hear a variety of different DJs when I was doing sound. Well, and it's probably a unique position because you can experience it as a fan because you're not in charge of the sound. Yeah. I'm but just you're push- also behind the scenes working it so you know what goes into whatever sound's happening at that moment. And then you get to see the reaction if, uh, if yeah. it works. And it's kind of like, it's almost like a get-out-of-jail-free card in a sense because somebody else already played it and did all the work and I'm just taking it and he's using it. You're like, I know this song doesn't work, yeah. so I'm never going to play yeah, that. I'm not gonna or use this, song this song works great, I'm definitely taking that. Yeah, exactly. Smart. Like, this song works great. I've seen it work over here at these people, like at these games. So I'm going to take this and use it over at, at this, you know, situation i think there's a difference with how the lakers game presentation is compared to most of the other teams in the nba correct how would you describe it uh it's more uh i guess not i'm not gonna say without disrespecting the other team i think it's more true to basketball it's more basketball you know basketball is the reason why we're here watching this and they definitely highlight that and we're just there to in my you know my words is fill time and until basketball gets played and mm-hmm. when it's not being played over there until to fill and entertain you until it does start playing again you know i like to do prompts to pump up the crowd to help the team out win we're not doing it to you know entertain the crowd yeah we want basketball well, to you know to ignite the fire yeah well and the the lakers are the lakers they have their yeah. they don't championship have a, banners don't have a mascot they don't have a mascot don't need um one. Yeah, there's things like that you don't need because of who they yeah. are. People, Where other teams that are haven't been around as long, haven't had the same type of success, you do have to do things differently. Um, where the Lakers, like, where well, the Lakers. How many so people, people show up excited already because they're the Lakers. Our first game, which was uh, the first Kobe game, or let's say first opening day, or not even open day, just say mid-season of our first year, how many people showed up to the Lakers game without Kobe? All we had was D'Angelo Russell. and sold out. Sold out. Yeah. How many people show up now with LeBron? It's sold out. Even more than sold Lakers out. Lakers sell the games out. Correct. We don't need to do anything to, to try to entice them. Some teams do because, uh, you know, I'm sorry, that's the way it is. But Yeah, again, there's a difference. You're in a different market. Yeah. You don't have the same success that the 
Lakers have had. So you have to do other things. You just have to. Yeah. People aren't there to see me and you, Jeremy. Trust me, I am well aware of that. Yeah, I am there to actually to see. Look, the, I have the a couple fans now in my section that always, oh, yeah, that I say hi them. to me every time. I see now, them. I have no doubt they're coming to the game just to say <laughs> hi to me, not to see LeBron or AD or their new favorite player, I seen, Alex Caruso. I even seen you throw out some merch, though. So. I gave somebody a hat one time. Yes. Yep. Well, I'm they complimented the, the hat, asked where they could, where I got it from. I told them it was mine, and then I just gave it to them. Oh, there you go, DJRouche.com. Pick yeah, up your hats. That's right. R O U E. C-H-E. C-H-E, yeah. <laughs> don't get it. Don't get it mixed up. <laughs> and soon to be available will be uh, Jay Finger's hats on the same website. Yes, because <laughs> I was going to tell people to look you up on social media and stuff, but you have privatized everything, so it doesn't make... They should just follow me. Yeah, follow yeah. Follow me, and then I will show videos of you. I'm not too much on social media. Uh, I'm more of a, a private person, so... I like to, I'll, I'll be on there to, you know, obviously stay in touch with friends. And I have work colleagues through the NBA that we follow each other. And, you know, I'll be on there every once in a while. But I'm not one to, to blast my stuff, I guess. I don't know. That's just my personality. No, I, I, I definitely have to blast my stuff. So you're a better person than I am. No, no. no I like, trust I'll, me. I'm I would the one that says not, there. No, I know. I would prefer not stuff. to do social media. I just don't like, I don't know. For me, I just don't like posting stuff too much. No, I hear you. Every once in a while. I know. You know. When well, I, oh, this is cool. I get it. Espionage. Yeah, espionage. <laughs> no espionage. Yeah, no espionage. Leave this one in there. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I really wanted to highlight your job and your position at the games because a lot of people don't realize that you are playing the organ prompts live. Some people, Correct. some arenas, they have it on what we call an instant replay machine where you yep. hit a button and the sound comes out where I think it was a couple seasons ago. I did a Instagram story of you playing it live and so many people responded to me like, Oh, I had no idea somebody was doing that live. I've actually been in the crowd on some of the preseason games that we've done. I think it was in Vegas. I was in the, uh, before they played at the uh, T-Mobile, they mm-hmm. played at the, uh, oh, was what was MGM? That? the MGM yeah. right there. And I was sitting in the crowd cause they didn't have a press box. Um, and so people were like, wow, what is this? Like, what it's is a this? keyboard, <laughs> and I'm playing music. Like I didn't know. Yeah, they guys just press buttons. And again, too, like why? Why would yeah. they know? Like if they can't see you, how would they? You know, again, not... it's just a CD up there that yeah. somebody hits play on exactly. at seven o'clock, yeah. and miraculously it plays the it correct plays the stuff throughout the entire game at the right time, <laughs> and everybody's having fun. It's amazing that the team timed their offensive charge to the prompt right there. It's Actually, crazy. I, don't, I don't play charge. I, no, I meant yes. You, I'm just you saying don't, yeah. I don't play charge. You're right. Yep. Because for some reason, I think. Playing charge is, is going to uh, superstitiously, superstitiously create a charge. There's a lot more charges this year than past offensive fouls, I would That say. is true. And there are some things, too, where I feel like that aren't an NBA sound either. Like, it feels more like a baseball, like a charge. Yeah, it's It feels like more baseball. like a baseball yeah. prompt to me. Um, baseball, def- even at hockey, I'll play a charge. Yeah, totally. Um, but not at basketball. No. And because and for what you do in the NBA, there's only how many other people are playing live keyboard organ in the NBA? I'm not too sure. I don't want to get the number right, the number wrong. That's um, no more than five. I though, think right? there's me. I know there's a guy in Houston. I can't remember his name. Sorry for forget you guys' name. Atlanta. Atlanta. DJ uh, Sir Foster. Um, I think DJ Junk said there's a guy at, at the Nets. Correct. Yes, at the Nets. Yep. I think there's somebody at the Wizards. I believe. I believe the Wizards. Yeah. I'm not sure if Boston still has their... I don't know. New York, the Knicks, right? Oh, yeah, Knicks, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's been doing it. Rick this is the same yeah. guy, right, that's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's New been York? Doing, he does yeah. that. He does the, the Knicks, he does the Rangers. I think he does He does a lot of stuff out yeah. there for New York, so... Cool. Well, I'm glad uh, 
I won't get full credit for all the music that happens at the arena now. Maybe people will now know that you do some stuff too. Yeah, but they'll never know. Not unless it's Oregon. Like, I, I, True. Like if it's like, it's funny to me, like after a game, people will be like, oh, good job. You did a great job. And like during gameplay, I'm not, I'm next to my equipment, but my hands aren't on it. So it doesn't look, I'm just standing there. So I'm curious, like I assume people probably in that Nobody's watching section, their hands. but they think like I'm doing it, yeah. right? Well, because you're, you're right there in front yeah, of Yeah, I get it. Like, but. Oh, look at that. He's, he's, it's he's amazing how he can. He's getting a drink of water, but yeah, yet music is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate you taking the time. I learned some stuff. Uh, Are we ending this already? I mean, what else do you want to talk about? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about other stuff. I, uh, we can start talking about your conspiracy for? theories if you want. How long have we been talking for? I don't know. It's been flying by. I mean, you and I can content. You yeah. don't have to leave my. I you don't want have to, to leave. You, you, and I, you and I can keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we'll we'll leave it here then. Because what if we, we if we want to do a part two, I don't want to you know waste everything this time. Yeah, we can definitely do a part two in like <laughs> two years when this thing blows up, or when we get back and we win an NBA championship, ah, yes. and then we can do part yes, two. Yes, we do. When we're both wearing our championship, we'll be rings. clanking our rings together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listened to the podcast for ten minutes. It just sounded like you guys were just clinking your rings clink, together. Clink, yeah, clink. that's all we were doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for those of you know who don't know, if we do, if the Lakers do win a ring, we will get one. I'm not saying we'll, for sure, but yeah, we'll fight for that. We're part of the team. I am 100% with you, Joel. We can edit this out. <laughs> Espionage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with you, though. We, uh, Yeah, we're everybody's uh, friends of mine who played on the indoor Olympic team. They, The guys that didn't make the Olympic roster, they still credit them because they're practicing with us in the gym, and they made us better. Yeah. Right? Like... They weren't the one, like the fact that they're in the gym means they're still really good. Like course, you and yeah. I are good at our jobs. Yeah. Right. And the Lakers game would be terrible if you and I were there. It'd be boring. It'd be boring. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, still be a, it'd still be a good game. Well, because because we're not on the court. The Lakers, yeah. But we, uh, the crowd, man, sometimes they get crazy on that defense chant, man. It's so it's fun. It's sometimes deafening. There, it, there's a, you cannot duplicate a, arena that is fired up because of the excitement that's going on for their home team there's nothing that i've ever experienced that's come close to that feeling to duplicate it to feel that same way like like full body goosebumps oh yeah i've i will become a fan at moments when we're going on a run and somebody dunks on somebody's face and like i'm cheering as loud as the fans are cheering even though like i have a job to do but it doesn't matter because it's been so loud in there where it doesn't matter if the music's playing because I can't hear it anyways because that's how yeah, loud it doesn't even matter. Are. No, it doesn't even nobody matter. cares. You could play yeah. anything. You could play anything. It doesn't matter. You play uh, some uh, Frank Sinatra or something. Yeah, like that. it literally won't matter. Um, so I can't. Hopefully, we get back to it soon because I miss it for sure. I do too. Uh, hopefully, we can resume where we left off and we can make a run oh, and have fun because believe it or not, we have haven't done. I have not done a Lakers playoff game in my well, in my tenure. That means neither have I. No, you haven't. We've had a even as backup though. Did you ever do a playoff? game? I did not get a chance to do a Lakers playoff game. In Playoffs are uh, next level. I'm sure the crowd would be lit. That'd make me and you lit as well. Litter is that a word? <laughs> makes us litter. <laughs> <laughs> what about? I'm definitely adding that up. We will be lit test. <laughs> Yeah, definitely edit this out. Oh, this dude. is just extra stuff you could throw in there. Yeah, for the uh, this is the bonus, the yeah. bonus uh, version. I'm just saying you could just have some of this laughter in our just laugh tracks. I'm gonna yeah. cut these laugh tracks and use them at Lakers games. Yeah, actually, we could do it for when the fans aren't there. When they totally, play, you know, just click. That's click. Joel laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate something. it. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having me. 
We'll uh, do this again. We'll, we'll have to do part two. We'll win the NBA championship. Thanks for tuning in to this latest edition of the Beat Talks podcast. Make sure you check out the bonus content on the Mixcloud.com slash DJ page. Give us a follow at Beat Talks on Instagram. Any questions you want to hear for future guests, feel free to hit me up on social media. All those places I will interact, I will retweet, I will do all that stuff. So until next time, later. Later.